Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church on the fourth Sunday of Advent. So glad you're here. So glad you're out there online. A couple of songs for you before we begin our worship service. An old Basque carol called The Angel Gabriel from Heaven Came. The Angel Gabriel. The angel Gabriel from heaven came With wings as drifted snow, with eyes as flame All hail to thee, O lowly maiden Mary Most highly favored lady, Gloria Blessed Mother thou shalt be All generations laud and honor thee Thy son shall be Emmanuel By seers foretold Most highly favored lady My soul shall laud and magnify God's holy name, most highly favored lady, Gloria. Of her, Emmanuel the Christ was born. In Bethlehem, all on a Christmas morn, and Christian folk throughout the world will ever say, Most highly favored lady, Gloria. And one more from the after the announcement to Mary, a song called The Look of Our Love. The child to be born shall be called holy, and by his ways will we know the look, the look of our love. 
from his lips shall come the message of peace to all people, of love for the outcast and lame. He will honor the poor and celebrate life. We will all know his wisdom in time. For with God shall nothing be impossible. The child to be born shall be called holy. And by his ways will we know the look, the look of our love. With Mary, this mother, this lover of God, and of her child is given a lady of splendor the pain of her childbirth will give us a child who will be savior of all for with God shall nothing be impossible. The child to be born shall be called holy. And by his ways will we know the look, the look of our love. He will remain at our side forever to lead us, to lead us in lives for our world. The name fits so well, Emmanuel, God with us, God with us. For with God shall nothing be impossible. The child to be born shall be called holy. And by his ways will we know the look, the look of our love. The look of our love. The look of our Advent. I am Deacon Amy. I am thrilled to welcome you here this morning, and a special welcome to our guest preacher, Pastor Chris Bruninger, who will be uh, sharing a sermon with us this morning. Uh, everything that you need, your hymn numbers, or your hymns will be projected for you during the service. If you would like to look those up in the red book, the numbers are on those that blue handout that you have. 
Um, also take a moment to look through that, lots of information about the upcoming week and all of the wonderful things happening here as we prepare to celebrate Christmas. Uh, I invite you to stand if it's comfortable for you as we begin our service with uh, singing Angels We Have Heard on High. Continue with our responsive curie.
support and defend us. Lord, have mercy. with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. With your abundant grace and might, free us from the sin that binds us, that we may receive you in joy and serve you always. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We'll be lighting the Advent candles as uh, the bell choir plays Advent Carol. You may be seated. <laughs> <laughs>
Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Rocky is going to share a lesson with us. The lesson is from the fifth chapter of Micah. But you, O Bethlehem of Euphrata, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she, who is in labor, has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord our God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be one of peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Late in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the, vo- the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation." He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise that he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever." The Gospel of our, our Lord. Thank you, God. Please be seated. In a world that is pretty much flooded 24-7 with bad news, I have a question for you. What would cause you to celebrate without inhibition? To celebrate without inhibition. Would it be the news that someone close to you who has been very sick is on the mend and is coming home? Would it be that your money worries that have vexed you like an albatross have been sorted out and now you can relax? Or maybe you're like me running late, it's 12 o'clock and you're the last car on the ferry. Yes! When I was a kid, I would be so excited for uh, Christmas Day, and we always had in our household the tradition that we would open presents Christmas Day. I would be lying in bed, and my parents had done a stellar job of hiding all the gifts, and so in as much as I tried to sneak a peek, I could not. And so I'm lying in bed on Christmas Eve. I'm so excited as a kid that I would get what I call happy feet. Happy feet are when your feet are so happy that they just have to do something like this under the covers. Just trying to get all the energy out. Happy feet. What would cause you to celebrate without inhibition? That's the way I think we need to hear Mary's song. A song that has been whispered in monasteries, a song that has been chanted in cathedrals, a song that has been set to Bach. But more than anything, it is a happy feet celebration of gospel. The callous rich will be left out in the cold while the cold and hungry are welcomed in. Those who ride the high horses of power will be toppled. Those on the fringe will be raised up. I don't know how you 
imagine Mary, how you envision her. But the portrait that we have of Mary in Luke is not one of a demure, soft-spoken mystic. It is the song, a bold song, by a spirited prophetess singing a subversive song about a great reversal in society that is about to take place and move forward because of Jesus. And of course, this song is not new. It is an echo of a rich tradition, Marian's song, Deborah's song. It is a song that is rooted in a dream that has its base in the prophets and what they proclaimed of a world where relationships are made whole, where societies protect the vulnerable, where God will one day fix all that is broken and banish all that is evil. In a word, shalom, peace, reconciliation on every sphere. Mary's celebration is all of that. But at the core, it is a bold proclamation of how Jesus is pivotal to God's great reversal that is going to put the world to right. This is, of course, God's dream, a dream that is echoed down through the centuries, and it is not necessarily limited to the Bible or people that share our faith. It echoes across every tribe, every culture, every nation. It echoes in everyone's imagination and subconscious as this thing we call justice. Now, you don't have to teach kids justice. Go to any playground, listen to how they play, and it won't be long before one of the kids looks at the other or looks to the teacher or to the uh, recess guard, whatever they're called, I forget. It's been a long time. Supervisor. That's not fair. Those of you who have kids have heard that refrain, I'm sure, many, many times. You don't need to teach children about justice. It's hardwired into our being human. And on top of that, we know that things can be put back to right. When I was a kid, I broke my arm, got slinged up, the bones were set, slinged, and then the bones eventually healed. We can heal broken bones, we can fix a broken car, we can fix a broken computer, why can't we fix injustice? It's not for lack of trying, we have uh, courts of law, we have an army of lawyers, an army of judges, and sometimes justice is served. Serious criminals get caught and convicted. But very often justice is not served. And when it's not, we can't help but say to ourselves and those around us, that's not right, that's not fair, that's not the way the world is supposed to be. We just can't seem to shake the dream of a world put right. It's like an echo that reminds us that there is a God who cares about his creation and cares enough to put us right and to grant to us this promise that one day the world will be put right also.
This is the core of Mary's song. It is the core of the gospel, and it carries a response of both laughter and tears. N.T. Wright says that when you look at Jesus, you see both laughter and tears. For instance, Jesus was always going to parties where people had too much to eat and too much to drink. He often exaggerated to make a point. There you go, trying to take the speck out of your brother's eye when you've got a huge log in your own eye. It's funny if you think about it. Jesus has a great sense of humor. He gives his followers, especially the leading ones, funny nicknames. Peter becomes Rocky. James and John he calls Thunderboys. Sounds like a wrestling duo, doesn't it? And wherever he went, people believed that God was on the move, and they tended to laugh a lot and celebrate a lot. They got happy feet because they knew that a celebration had begun with Jesus. God's revolution in Jesus was marked by laughter, but it was also marked by tears. Wherever Jesus went, he met a steady supply of people whose lives were badly broken. Sick people, sad people, people in pain, in darkness, in despair, and Jesus shared their pain. He grieved at the sight of a leper. He wept at the tomb of a friend. And in the end, he shares the agony of all of us by allowing his body to be broken for us. In Jesus, God takes the tears of the world and makes them his own. He carries them all the way to a cruel and unjust death. And with his rising from the dead, he carries the joy of the world with the promise that one day all that is good, all that is beautiful, and all that is true will triumph over the misery and evil and death we yet still experience on this side. We miss the staggering good news of Christmas if we miss this gospel. And if we miss this gospel, we miss the joyous laughter behind the tears of Mary's bold song in gospel. Now, my wife and I started attending Trinity I don't know, about six, nine months ago. We love it. And one of the things that captured me when we first got here was when Pastor Jim announced that one of the primary goals that we have as a church is to put ourselves in the path of the gospel. I love that phrase, to put yourself in the path of the gospel. But what does that mean? It means a lot of things, I guess. But what does it mean in the light of Mary's song? When Mother Teresa was asked, how do you keep on feeding the millions and millions of people on the streets of Calcutta, those who are dying, how do you care for them? How do you feed this mass of people? It's like a drop in the ocean. How do you do it? To which Mother Teresa responded, one person at a time. One person at a time. We may assume that small acts of kindness and mercy and justice don't mean much. And you know what? You wouldn't be alone if you assumed that. 
Jesus tells a parable, the parable of the sheep and goats, and in that parable, uh, the, the, the disciples say to Jesus, when, when did we see you in prison and visit you? When did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you homeless and shelter you? And Jesus responds, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, the least, the overlooked, the ignored, the vulnerable, the marginalized, the nobodies of the world who could not possibly pay you back. Inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, you have done it to me. To me. With every person we care for, with every hungry person that is fed, with every homeless person that is sheltered, with every act of loving kindness, no matter how small, you serve Jesus by serving those whom he loves, which are the least. Everyone, of course, everyone and anyone, but in particular, the overlooked and the ignored. And while the world will overlook these, the least, we are called to see them, to be aware of them, to notice them, to respond to them, to serve them one person at a time. That is one big way we put ourselves in the path of the gospel. Now this week, of course, Christmas, and many of you will gather with family and friends. And among them may be some of the least of these, that cantankerous uncle, that family member who wants to talk politics and pick a fight, a sullen, maybe depressed person in the shadows of a corner, maybe even, God forbid, a Raiders fan. <laughs> Will you put yourself in the path of the gospel by seeing them, by attending to them, by perhaps even serving them, by seeing them as created by God and worthy of serving in the name of Jesus. That, my friends, is how you join Mary's celebration. That is how you get some seriously happy feet. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand as we sing our hymn of the day, Canticle of the Turning. Oh, 
shall sing all the day you bring Let the fires of your justice burn Wipe away all tears for the dawn draws near Is about to turn For I am small, my God, my all You were great things in me And your mercy will last from the depths of the past To the end of the age to your very name puts the proud to shame And for those who would for you yearn You will show your might, put the strong to flight For the world is about to turn My heart shall sing of the day you bring As the fires of your justice burn Rocky will lead us. The uh, response will be projected for you. Prayers for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Brothers and sisters, as we joyfully await the coming of the Christ, let us pray for the needs of the church, our community, and the world. O God of Advent, may our hearts be attentive so that we may recognize you and hear your truth as it comes to us in word, people, and experiences each day. May we leap for joy like John and Mary. May we ponder your invitation and give our full yes so that your will for justice and mercy may be fulfilled for all the human family. God, in your mercy, Amen. from the back roads of Judah, 
From humble, humble beginnings, come one to lead the people of, to heal our brokenness, to cheer our souls, strengthen us, imperfect as we are, to go out among your people, O oh God, to heal, comfort, and console those who are sick or are in mourning, and help us to bring your light into their darkness. God, in your mercy, O oh God of consolation, we pray for all who are isolated and alone, for those who are losing hope, for all who are far from home, particularly members of the military and relief workers, for all who are struggling to make ends meet, for those on the front lines working to manage COVID and bring relief to those in storm-ravaged communities. Comfort and lift them as they go and lead us to work for just systems of care and support that they may return to joy and celebration. God, in your mercy. Oh, God of joy, we rejoice for we can see your coming Christmas lights shining in the darkness. As we draw near, we find ourselves tempted by all the busyness of the holiday to lose our focus on you. Help us to keep our eyes on you. We have been waiting to celebrate the birth of your son with hopeful hearts. May your love be born in us again. God, in your mercy. Oh, God of promise, you have given us a sign of your love through the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who was promised from ages past. We believe, as Joseph did, the message of your presence whispered by the angel and offer our prayers for this world, confident of your care and mercy for all creation. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Please turn and share a greeting of peace with your neighbor. Thank you. 
Thank you for sharing those wonderful heartfelt greetings with one another. Remember, after worship, we'll continue into the gym for a time of coffee hour and fellowship to uh, spend some time with our friends here at church. And while you're in the gym, take a look uh, at the beautiful display setup of Christmas cards. Uh, so many, so many people have been sending in beautiful Christmas cards. So take a moment to enjoy those Christmas greetings that are shared with you. Um, Webb Halverson, Webb Halverson, our 103-year-old World War II veteran, has passed away this past week. Uh, you may send cards to his wife, Marion. Her address is on a slip of paper out in the narthex. Um, she will appreciate reading your words of condolences, I'm sure. Adult education is taking a break for the Christmas season. There will be no class today or for the next couple of weeks. We'll begin again after the new year. Um, let's see, while you're in the narthex, take a look at the beautiful tree front and center in the narthex. Our endowment committee has set up that tree in a show of gratitude. So take a moment to appreciate the tree and the uh, cards and notes that they have there around that. And with your offerings this week, uh, please consider including a donation to uh, Lutheran World Relief for the tornado uh, relief funds. So Lutheran World Relief is a fantastic organization that we like to support. They are supported by the church. So 100% of what you give goes directly to uh, the feet on the ground to help in the efforts of relief. So if you would like to include that in your offering, um, just be sure to make a note on that, that it's for tor tornado relief, and we will forward that to Lutheran World Relief. Uh, youth announcements. Confirmation students are meeting today at 11.45. We'll have a very brief lesson and then we'll be celebrating Christmas together. So that's for all of our 6th to 8th grade students and we'll start off in the fireside room and move into the gym. And our Wednesday youth group is taking a break through the holidays and we'll start up again after the new year. Uh, let's see. Next Tuesday after Christmas, December 28th, Island County Health will be here once again administering COVID vaccines and boosters. So if you need to get on that schedule, you can check out their website. Again, that's through Island County Health, and they'll be here from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock on December 28th. Uh, coming up this weekend is Christmas. Can you believe we're here already? Uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve, we celebrate with three worship services, 4 o'clock is our uh, family service. We have a fun skit that we include in that service and encourage all of our kiddos to come up front and participate in that. And then the seven o'clock and nine o'clock are your more traditional worship services with beautiful hymns and uh, a lovely message and communion at both of those services. All three services will also be live streamed so you can catch those um, on our website or Facebook or any of the other places that you normally watch. And then the Sunday following Christmas, which is next Sunday, we will have one worship service. We'll meet at 9 o'clock a.m. next Sunday, so be sure to mark that down. Any other announcements this morning? I just have a couple. Yes. Um, first, the, um, the song um, called, oh gosh, Love at First Sight, was written by Linda Neverman for her second grandchild, who will be here at the next service. So thanks to Linda for that. And then our sending hymn today when we get there uh, will we'll take us firmly, not so gently, out of this Advent season into Christmas. So sing with gusto. <laughs> I love it. All right, and we'll continue service now by singing together the Lord's Prayer. So I invite you to stand.
on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever, now and forever, amen, amen. Now as you prepare to depart this place and head back into your busy lives and your places of vocation and service in this world, I invite you to receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Our sending hymn this morning, Joy to the World.
Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord.